This is the Colts Free Agent Tracker, a look at some key in-house free agents this offseason. In the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Hey, welcome back into the Free Agent Tracker, our podcast series here on Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and of course the Colts audio network. This is our off-season look at some of the Colts in-house free agents. I'm Matt Taylor. NFL free agency is coming up in mid-March. The Colts will have 17 players that will become either unrestricted or restricted free agents unless they're re-signed first. Earlier this week, we dove into Ashton Doolin and his free agency stock. Today, we're breaking down linebacker Bobby O'Karake with Lair Overton and J.J. Stangovitz. Before we talk about Bobby O, Lair, I want to know Thursday here before the big game, the Super Bowl on Sunday, how is Lair consuming the big game. This oh weekend. man. So I get really geeked out. I absolutely love Super Bowl Sunday. Like regardless of who the teams are, I, I love it. I love the food. I love getting people together. I love the excitement building up to. I love the halftime show. I actually downloaded a Rihanna playlist that I was jamming <laughs> like all weekend long. And then I have um, some like prop bets going among some friends on what Rihanna's set list and who the potential special guests could be to join mm-hmm. her on stage. So uh, I, I'm doing that. I haven't and, and decided. And what, what, what'd you bet though? Who? What does your gut say? As are far you as serious? Guests, yeah. Do, do, are, are you really interested in this? Yeah, make it oh, quick. Oh, uh, it's not. Because I won't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it, this is not quick. I mean, it, it, I spent like so much like time and thought on this. Hold on. And it was while I was listening to the playlist, so I felt like I was really like in a, in a vibe. So right. here is what I said. Lead with where have you been? Build to found love with Calvin Harris. Intro, this is what you came for to Drake. Drake's on for take care. And then you finish it with Jay-Z and run this town. You're going to need a few bars of umbrella in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then also while Drake's up there, bringing a little what's my name um, in addition to that. So that is my comprehensive Rihanna halftime show uh, pontification. Did you know any of those songs, Mate? Uh Umbrella. All right. Yep. Yep. Okay. I was inundated with Umbrella like in 2007. Is that the right era? Did you guys see there was, there was a great like TikTok video that the Eagles put out where they asked all the players. They were going out <laughs> to the practice field. Did you know any field. of those songs, they, Matt? <laughs> they were going out to the practice field, and it's like, what's your favorite Rihanna song? So all the guys are singing it as they're going out to practice. And uh, one of the guys is like, Umbrella is the only song y'all know, and that sounded terrible. Like, it was just it's <laughs> Isn't so funny. Hopeless place. That's yeah. Rihanna, right? Yeah. There found love. Yes. See? Yeah. Culture. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can go so, deep. I don't know what we're going to do. We might have some people over. We might go to a friend's house. I, I Here's the thing. I was talking to um, a, a girlfriend who is very close with the Sirianni family. And they were old former neighbors. So they're kind of doing a whole like Eagles watch party rooting for the Sirianni's and whatnot. And I, I told she invited me over and I said, I'll think about it. Here's the thing. I need to be able to watch where I can really watch the game. I can't go to a place where it's like people are just hanging out and congregating yeah. and fraternizing and, and not watching it at all. So I have like a very select atmosphere that I can be within. I love all the hype, but when it comes to actual play on the field, I need people who are like locked in. Like the the just chit chat has to be at a minimum. Yeah, that that save that for the commercials. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm with yes. You. Yes. And you know how particular of a person I am, Matt. So you, this all checks <laughs> oh, out. Oh, you are. You. Huh? You, yeah. This all checks out for you. <laughs> no I know. Doubt. JJ, you strike me as a guy that's already got his wing order in. Like you got forty wings ready for you for pickup. 
around three o'clock on on Sunday afternoon, ready to go with like six different sauces. So we are hosting a Super Bowl party, my wife and I, at our house. And what la- time? What time should we be there? Yeah. If you want to come to Mete, bring your kids. Uh, our house is going to be <laughs> no. overrun with toddlers. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be overrun with toddlers until probably about the start of the game, and then people will you know, start trickling up. But essentially, we want to give all of our friends with kids and us who have kids uh, the space to just wear your kids out. Yeah. Come destroy our house, and then stay for as much of the game as you want. I like that. Um, but we last year, this is a big hit, we did like city-specific uh, food oh, to have. Oh, okay, very nice. So, so we did we did In and Out sliders and oh, Skyline say, chili. Dip I was going to say year. what what would be the LA food? Yeah. But yeah, the In and Out makes sense. Oh, so this Philly cheesesteaks. We're doing mini Philly cheesesteak crostinis. You like oh, cut up yeah. baguette into a little into like little slices. You put the Philly cheesesteak accoutrements on top, all that, and then for Kansas City, uh, we're just doing pulled pork. Yeah, and oh. got yeah. some Kansas City barbecue sauce, Kansas you know, City spice. I've never, Bryant's, by the way. That's I love great. I I've love never that. had a Philly cheesesteak. Pause for dramatic effect. I, I don't even know what to say. I can't eat cheese, so <clears throat> I'm making it for everyone else. But but why? And then I'm just eating all the pork. But but why, Lara? Like I, why? I just I don't know that I've been to. I I've not I'm not going to really... say your age, but you've been on this earth a respectable <laughs> amount of time. To, yeah. to, to go at the, yeah. it just seems like you're going out of your I way to know. not try it. Well, no, I don't. I just don't think I've been in a place in an environment where it's like, oh, you've got to have the cheesesteak here. Like you know what I mean? Like there's not. It's not like there are a lot of places Never around been to Penn Indianapolis. Station or well, that's not a real Penn cheesesteak. Well, that's but not they a have, legitimate cheesesteak. That's but a they chain. have cheesesteak though. Oh. Like we got to we got to get we got to talk to Zaire Franklin, Franklin so about what, that. We need a ruling under, so on that. So I have been to Philadelphia, but every time I was I've been to Philly, I was competing. We would go for the pen relays for track. So yeah. I, you're not like the night before you go to run your 800, your 4 by 800 relay, you're not popping in for a cheese stick. <laughs> you're not going to you know house 4,000 calories. Yeah. a foot long. So what I might do is I know that Z is a big uh, hoagies and hops guy, and that's just a couple miles south of my house. So I might see, see what type of no cheesesteak situation. Then. There's no excuse. Maybe I'll get one there. I don't know. It's just like never really, the opportunity's never really presented itself. So uh, I can what un- are you doing for Super Bowl, well, by can, the way? Uh, nothing. Well, we're putting people on nothing. the hot spot here. Um, yeah, put me on the hot spot. Nothing. I'm just saying. Like, it's not something that you crave, or at least I don't crave. I'm not like, you know what, sounds great right now, a cheesesteak from Interplace. But you had you had to have at least have been in a situation okay. where you, you I could don't know. Okay, what, here's have what the I option okay. to get it. In the next however many days we have until the Super Bowl, anyone listening to this podcast who knows a good cheesesteak within the greater Indianapolis area, tweet it to me, and I vow that I will go and grab one and just before the end of the weekend. Just, you don't yeah. have to finish I'll it, share but it with just Tucker. try it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But if you have suggestions, I am at Lara Overton. That's double R's in Lara, L-A-R-A-O-V-E-R-T-O-N. And hit me up, <laughs> let me know. So, I mean, we're challenge gonna, accepted. By, by the, the way. time this podcast has come out, you and I will already have had a conversation with Zaire Franklin about this. Yeah, because we're going to so, see Zaire this week. I yes. mean, also, this is a Bobby O'Carrake podcast, and we've mentioned Zaire Franklin more well, than I mean, him it's so linebackers. far. We're going to get there. Okay, we should probably, get, probably get, right. get onto it. But this is a great discussion. Love to, love to my lbs right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, two very good linebackers. Let's talk about Bobby O. So the 2019 third round pick, 16 out of 17 games played this year. The outlier was in Week Four. Uh, against the Titans, Shaq Leonard came back and, and uh, forced O'Karake out of the starting lineup, if you will. 149 tackles, six for loss, five passes defensed, 
all career highs. Speaking of Zaire Franklin, his total tackle, or tackle total, I should say, trailed only Zaire Franklin, who set a franchise record this year in tackles with 166 of them. Uh, Bobby O'Karake ranked 10th in the NFL in tackles. Um, so that's sort of the backdrop. Number one here in terms of Bobby O'Karake's free agency profile, J.J., how much did O'Karake's season prove that he's worth a second contract that pays him like an every-down starting linebacker going forward? I think the big thing with Bobby, and I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but to me it's that he showed he can play the mic and the will as the inside positions. He played the mic under Matt Eberflus in that, in that 4-3 scheme for three seasons, and he was very good at it. He gets to, you know, Gus Bradley gets here and looks at the, the talent he has and says, we think Bobby is a really good will. In Gus's scheme, you want the will to be long and athletic. That is exactly who Bobby Okereke is as a player. And he stepped in and he played that position at an extremely high level this year. So if you are a team, if you're the Colts, if you're any other team in the NFL and you're looking at Bobby and you're saying, all right, well, how can we fit him in? He can play both those positions. And something that Richard Smith, the Colts linebackers coach, told me this year too is that if they needed Bobby to go play Sam he could do it too Mm -hmm. as that third linebacker that because of his his high IQ I mean the dude's a Stanford guy he's pretty smart but his football IQ is really Mm -hmm. high he's got great instincts he's got great length he's got great athleticism he's fast he can hit in the hole he can do everything as a linebacker and he's shown now he can play two positions at a high level so he absolutely has earned that opportunity to get a a contract that will pay him like a, a starting every down linebacker in the NFL. Larry, were you surprised with Okereke's position flexibility? Without Shaq Leonard, Okereke could go back and forth between Mike and Will based on the different situations. I'm not surprised at all because we were able to go and spend time with Bobby a few uh, off seasons ago in California and you know talking to his high school coach about the various levels that he played in high school, all the different things that he was able to do on both sides of the ball. I think I started to see a sliver of the versatility that he brought and now to his credit he has taken advantage of a situation and proven that he has that high market value and that flexibility that you need to be able to be versatile on the field and play in multiple spots and in that conversation I had with him on on locker cleanout day I asked him what he was able to prove this year individually and he said I'm proving that I can be a consistent playmaker and moving to the will position this year proves he has exactly what JJ mentioned that football IQ position flexibility I'm a guy that can make plays he can make every play regardless of where you're lining him up what situations you're utilizing him in he's incredibly valuable valuable and Mm -hmm. one of the things that we've seen that this group has needed in the last few years is depth at the linebacker position because you have had the injury situations you've battled through with Shaq Leonard and you know one thing to also bring up guys as we're going through all of the various numbers and and things of, of Bobby over the course of this season let's not forget either that at home against Jacksonville broke a finger the bone went through the skin he got it stitched up, like in the locker, you know, was able to to get it stitched up right there, and then proceeded to play the following week against the Titans with that club on his hand. The guy barely missed; it did, didn't miss hardly any time after battling through that type of an injury that is pretty significant, especially yeah. you know when he was taking impact and was still feeling pain in his hand with that broken finger, and you know having the the. Um, 
sutures that he did on the outside of his hand that had to be protected. That is a, that's a that is a gutsy ball player. That is as the the linebackers like to say a dog mentality right yeah. there. I want to go back to Shaq Leonard because if he comes back fully healthy, you I mean you're not going to not play Shaq Leonard because of what he can right. do, how he can change the game, the turnovers. You're and, paying him a lot to to no be doubt. on the field. And and Zaire Franklin got a contract last year, so he's coming back. So you have two starting linebackers in theory, but you know Shaq Leonard's health, his rehab—that's still in question. You know we heard him after the season was over. Obviously, that that second surgery is taking more of an effect than the first one back in June of last year. So JJ, how much of Leonard's health, his rehab, and the variables that go along with that, how much will that factor into the Colts' decision? to bring back Okereke in free agency? Will they use all the time that they have to, the, to their disposal all the way up until mid-March to, to make that decision based I mean, on where Leonard is? Even if, and right now the signs are pointing to Shaq being in a good place going into next mm-hmm. season. I know we're, we're talking in February right now, but mm-hmm. hearing from him after the season, he sounded more optimistic than I've heard Shaq be about this whole ankle, back, nerve situation. Um since it, it kind of cropped up last year, that's a lot of money. And and I know this is another thing we're going to talk about. That's a lot of money to put in the linebacker position. Even if Shaq isn't on the field, which, again, th- this is the hypothetical here. I don't think this is what's going to happen. But even if you go into the season and Shaq isn't ready to play, I mm-hmm. mean, you gave him a, a significant contract extension that made him the highest-paid linebacker in the NFL when he signed it. Now, Roquan Smith is that title. And you're, you're paying Zaire Franklin, a contract he earned and deserved. It's a lot of money to sink into that position. Um, when I think you, you kind of zoom out and around the league, a lot of people view off-ball linebacker as not a premium position, as along the lines of a cornerback, a defensive end. Yeah, um, right. That would be a, a pretty significant commitment to a spot where maybe maybe that's somewhere you target in you know on day two of the draft or something or day three of the draft if you were to go that route but again that's a hypothetical that I don't think is really going to come true based on what we've heard from Shaq and just how he, he how he talked about it at the end of the season Larry do you kind of agree with that just about Shaq and what we heard from him it's very it's been very promising absolutely but there's also such a significant difference between what you're able to do when you're lifting or running and then when you're actually taking hits and I think that's where of course Shaq has said okay it wasn't wasn't firing I didn't feel that but we really saw how significantly maybe behind he was or how much progress he lacked when he stepped onto the field in pads and played real football Mm -hmm. I think the one thing is, I'm looking at the situation in its entirety, though, and even if you sign Bobby to another deal, I don't think it's going to be one of those, like, you know, salary cap breaking type of, of situations. I think that what you can do is allow him to explore what the market value is, maybe what other teams, what he would command, what he can command from other teams, and you gauge off of that, and you do try to make an attempt to have something in line because I don't think because of the position that it is, it would take a significant hit. Um, and 
Chris Ballard has always had the philosophy uh, philosophy of rewarding your own and doing that. And I do think it would be incredibly valuable just to have some assurance, just to have some insurance, if you will, behind Shaq Leonard. So there is no rush for him to get back. Or if you have a situation where he needs to ease into things early, especially should you want to, should you have Gus Bradley back as defensive coordinator next year and mm-hmm. have a lot of the personnel back, man, this defense could start the season at a huge launch point building off of what they had last year should they be able to retain some of those pieces and Bobby was certainly a big piece of the success they had real quick pro football focus uh, Brad Spielberger yeah. does a great job there uh, has a projection for what Bobby would get in free agency now take this for what you will I'm just passing along what Brad put out there three years 25.5 million 15.75 million in total guarantees in that contract interesting so that's, I mean, that's a pretty significant well, how, how, how intriguing? How intriguing do you think Okereke would be to other teams? I think it'd be very I think very, very I, I do. I, I think very intriguing. I mean, think about Matt Eberflus up in Chicago where they <laughs> traded away that. Roquan Smith. And yeah. Yeah. Bobby and Matt obviously have a pretty good relationship. So, um, you know. And, and he's versatile. It's a guy right. you're spending that play, money he, on right. who you know can move around. Right. So you're I, not locked yeah. in to only utilizing right. him in this one is, and, you know, it's, it's also not like Bobby's yep. coming off in a season where he was injury-plagued and the, the Colts sure. know He's his hardly been well. injured. Like, I was looking sure. at I mean, in four seasons, he started 49 of 64 games and had 409 tackles. And, he, and even his rookie year, that wasn't because he was hurt, right? That was because you had Anthony Walker. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. you know, the Anthony Walker situation, though, is one that I, I look back on, too, where when he became a free agent, it was one of those where I think that they just kind of knew they weren't going to be able to do it from a fiscal standpoint, and they allowed him to go off in free agency, and he signed with Cleveland yeah, and, I think and that's, all that. I think that's as the highly, bucket this falls in, though, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. As yeah. highly valued as he was, I mean, he was one of the, you know, proven leaders and, mm-hmm. you know, universally respected and and admired and he did all of the right things in the locker room and they just kind of had to let him when you just got down to it it was by no means like a personal thing sure as valued as he was he just wasn't valued right. to that financial capacity that you would have had to and have made and he'll continue to you know prove himself he unfortunately is coming off of the injury that he had season ending this past year but he'll he'll be back and will play well and 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 by the way this isn't Bad, like if the Colts were to let Bobby sign with another team, mm-hmm. it would not be bad business because you'd probably wind up getting a comp pick for him in the 2024 NFL draft. You would, you know, maybe it's a fifth round pick or whatever, but teams do this all the time where, you know, you a lot can't of teams. You can't keep everybody. Right. Yeah. You can't keep everybody. When, when you have a lot of players who have been hits in the draft, you can't keep them all. Mm-hmm. And the way to replenish yeah, your roster then the- becomes letting them sign elsewhere, right. and using those comp picks to build up the depth on your Can roster Can you explain again. exactly how that comp pick situation would work for, so, s- for Bobby? Right. It's a, it's a complicated formula as to how right, the NFL determines where it's going. But essentially, if you sign fewer free agents than you let walk in free agency, and those free agents you let walk sign significant contracts, then you will get a, comp- a compensatory pick which is it's going to be at the back end of the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh round mm-hmm. for letting that free agent sign. Yeah. And essentially, if you don't offset them, so if the Colts let Bobby Bobby sign with the Bears, but then they went out and they signed another player for the same contract, those could offset. Um, it's just a matter of how many players do you sign in free agency, what do those contracts look like, and 
and this only applies to unrestricted free agents. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Bobby being an unrestricted free agent, it would work for him too. It would work the same for Unique and Gakwe. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I know we're going to get into uh, for, for Paris Campbell. It would work the same way. Um, but it's all dependent on this kind of complex formula. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what I do is at the end of free agency, I go to overthecap.com and I look at what their comp pick projections are and then figure out, okay, are we going to get one or not? Because mm-hmm. last year... I think th- I think in twenty one or twenty two the Colts got comp picks for Jacoby Brissett signing and Danico Autry signing elsewhere. Okay, it wound up working out. Where I think it was two six. And this comp is picks. a situations where situation where you're really coveting additional picks if you can get them because right. of situations in which you've traded some the last couple of mm-hmm. years. So right. you are looking right. at every option to try to accrue a few more and right. gather those, a few those, more, especially in day two and three. Those yeah. picks are super valuable to have. I mean, you, the New England Patriots are like, they, they always have a ton of comp picks. The Baltimore Ravens always have a ton of comp picks. And that's how they replenish their roster over the years. Yeah. I mean, to me, it just boils down to something that you talked about earlier, JJ, with linebacker not being perceived as a premium mm-hmm. position yeah. or a position, like you said, Lara, where you do need depth, you do need insurance packages and you need guys to play and be core special teams players like Zaire Franklin was prior to this season that seems to be a position that you can mine the draft in right and you Mm -hmm. can bring in linebackers late in the draft and they can develop and they can play and they can turn into and you've drafted linebackers very well if you look at any position position that you've hit on come on yeah I mean Anthony Walker was a draft pick Bobby right Shaq, EJ. Z, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, all of the, Matt, Matt Adams, as yep. you mentioned, and sure. then, uh, you know, even guys where you look at, um, you know, like Jordan Glasgow, you know, a, yeah. a, was a core special team or late round draft pick out of Michigan, right? Right. So, so to yeah. me, it just boils down to, with, with that being said about the premium position and, and the debate there, it's just, JJ, how, how much can you invest at linebacker right. between three prominent guys, because Okereke would be a prominent player along with... Right. Zaire Franklin and Shaq Leonard and if Shaq Leonard's healthy like I said you're not going to not play him I mean, well, he has to play so and, yeah the the NFL is a it's prominently predominantly I should say a two linebacker system because of sub packages being played at such a high rate it, I think that question has to be asked how much can you invest at linebacker between three prominent linebackers when the NFL is mostly nickel and dime on defense I mean he, here are some numbers to back up what you're saying Mate. last year the Colts they had 1,141 defensive plays. Of those, 80% were with two linebackers on the field. Wow. In a 4-2-5 alignment. Wow. That's and that was just a 4-2-5. It could be even higher. Mm-hmm. But the Colts only had the Colts only had three linebackers on the field on 19% of their defensive plays. If you're going to do that, if that is what your split is going to be, and by the way, Gus Bradley, I went back and looked at what Las Vegas did in 2021. They had the fifth fewest plays with three linebackers on the field in the NFL in yeah. 2021. This is where the NFL is going. This is a, a Gus Bradley is going to play a lot of nickel, a lot of five defensive backs minimum on the field, because by the way, that's how most teams are playing. This isn't exclusive to Gus. If you're going to do that, you're probably not investing in three linebackers. That's just probably not what your business plan is going to look like. Right. You can invest in two and then have you know your third guy, kind of that Sam third linebacker who can maybe have some positional flexibility to go to the will and the mic. Um, you're probably having a pretty solid player there. I thought EJ Speed did a fantastic job in that role this year for the Colts. Another guy is a free agent. 
You got exactly. some serious right. decisions at linebacker. Yeah. Um, but you're probably not paying Shaq Leonard, Zaire Franklin, and a third guy yeah. starter money because that's what yeah. those three guys are going to get and deserve, by the way. They all mm-hmm. deserve starter money because they're three really good football players. because yeah, they're starters. <laughs> right? Bobby Okereke, without question. Guys, that's really good stuff. Good breakdown right there. Free agency hit right there on Bobby Okereke. Well done. Guys, we'll do it again next week. I think next week we're taking a look at Dennis Kelly and Matt Pryor in one free agent tracker podcast, and then we'll dive into Taekwon Lewis, Lair. That's another intriguing one. What does it all mean uh, with his injury and you know two really unlucky seasons as far as that's concerned? When he was out there, he played really well. So we'll break down Taekwon next week. So Lara, we'll look forward to that, and also we'll see if all of your halftime show prognostications <laughs> come to fruition i'll write all those out for you guys so you can be checking off the old bingo card as they happen while you're watching uh rihanna in the halftime right. show and and i'll make good on my uh, philly cheesesteak in the yeah. meantime well jj can just bring one in for you that's true you know have a, a little philly leftover cheesesteak crostini yeah it sounds more elevated than it actually is <laughs> yeah it does sound <laughs> just fancy a philly cheesesteak but it's on a baguette a baguette. <laughs> so, I like you know. it. All right. Well, earlier this week, Bill Brooks and Casey Vallier, they examined Ashton Doolin's free agency profile. Check that out. It's right uh, up right now, I should say, from earlier this week on the website. And, again, we'll have more audio for you in real time when breaking news happens. Do the Colts have a coach? Find out. For JJ and Lara, I'm Matt Taylor. We'll do it again next week with the Free Agent Tracker podcast when they continue Dennis Kelly, Matt Pryor, and also Taekwon Lewis coming up next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon.